Hey friends, welcome to a special bonus episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is Courtney Thorne-Smith. She's going to be talking to us about her brand new Hallmark movie. So excited to share this interview with you. So here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. I love doing these bonus episodes because it gives me a chance to keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> that way you're not uh, waiting so long. Oh, I have to wait till next Monday again for a new episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. No way. Uh, I want to keep you guys going, especially because we just celebrated the 100th and a anniversary hello the hundredth episode of motherhood in hollywood this week which by the way if you've not yet entered the giveaway you just have a few more days to do that uh leave a review on itunes for motherhood in hollywood and you'll be entered to win a ten dollar gift certificate or you will not be entered to win you will win a ten dollar gift certificate to amazon and also don't forget to leave a comment on my website on the post i put up on my website and you'll receive a giant hollywood style swag bag or swag box if you will full of about $550 worth of products. That's just for leaving a comment on my website. So thank you guys to everyone who's entered so far. I'll be picking a winner on Sunday and notify you guys uh, what you win. Yay. All right. So today my guest is, and we're doing this very special episode with Courtney Thorne Smith. Now you guys might recognize her from huge shows like Two and a Half Men, uh, according to Jim and my personal favorite, Melrose Place. Do you guys remember Melrose Place? Oh, it, it makes it takes me back to a gentler, kinder time in my life when I was just a a, uh, a sweet college gal. Uh, but anyway, so Courtney's here today to talk about a, her brand new movie for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. It is going to be so much fun. The name of the movie is called Sight Unseen and Emma Fielding mystery. I'm going to let her tell you what that film is about, but she's also so generous in talking about her experience as a mom in Hollywood, how it affected her career and how it affected her personally and um, sort of her outlook on her career now. So you guys make sure you tune in to the Hallmark Channel Sunday, June 4th for Sight Unseen, an Emma Fielding mystery. And here's Courtney now to tell us a little bit more about that. First of all, what a pleasure to be able to sit down and talk with you. You are definitely Hollywood legend, <laughs> should I say, you, royalty. You have... Maybe only in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what a career you've had. You have been working steadily since you were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, that's impressive, lady. That's not easy to do. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of luck, honestly. I yeah. mean, a lot of people do a lot of pilots that don't go. I just lucked into four great ones. You sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, I want to talk about what you are working on right now with Hallmark. And I want to make sure I get the title right. Sight Unseen, an Emma Fielding Mystery. And it's for the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries uh, channel. Exactly right. Um, tell me a little bit about this movie and your character. Okay, Emma Fielding is an archaeologist. Uh, She's a character from a series of books by Dana Cameron, who is an archaeology professor and an archaeologist herself. So she wrote this great series of books about this 
archaeologist who, in trying to find historical facts, comes across murder and mystery and mayhem. And I just thought it was such a great idea because, you know, it's not like someone who owns a yarn shop trying to stumble upon a mystery. Right. You know, <laughs> Emma is moving and going to different places and these sites and there are mysteries and there's treasure and there's history and you're telling stories. I, I was just so excited by it. It felt, it felt worth going back to work for. Can you talk a little bit about... Um roles for women right now? Does it seem like there are more meaty roles that are coming up? Or do you think we still have a little ways to go? It's a mixed bag. I mean, it really is a mixed bag. I mean, I feel like uh, there are some places where the only roles are still the wives or girlfriends, but there are channels like Hallmark Mm -hmm. where they are stories about women, by women, for women. I mean, there there was a rewrite in Emma Fielding script because Hallmark wanted Emma to fight her way out of a situation instead of getting rescued. I thought, well, that's a note you don't hear very often. They oh, really yeah. want the women to be strong and powerful. And now, it was when you crazy say fight, do you play. mean like physically fight? or do Physically you mean fight. Like... They wanted her to find her way out oh, to not great. get rescued, which I, I just think is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, they, they really are in support of women. And I, I just think – and – the most amazing thing about that is they found a huge and loyal audience. And I hope that people are paying attention to that. Yes, yes. Um, especially because I think there's a big audience for mysteries and for um, the types of stories that are not the norm, like you said, like the husband and wife and the family type situation. An archaeologist, you know, those are stories that we don't hear a lot about. And you often think of that as being a typically male job or profession, but there's a lot of women who are in the sciences. And um, so that's wonderful. Did you have to do a little digging and research? <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so cheesy. No, <laughs> Did you have to do a little digging into the world of archaeology yourself? Like what kind of research did you do? Well, so much of it is in Dana Cameron's books. You know, as I said, she is an archaeologist, an archaeology professor, and they had an archaeologist on set. Oh, nice. So I wouldn't look like an idiot with the tools. So I would look good <laughs> while good. I was doing it. <laughs> that's good. Um, and as far as that goes did you feel like you um grew any extra like passion now are you curious now about archaeology or well I, I was curious that... about how people lived in different times anyway I'm an actor what I what I want to do sure. is figure out how different people live how they make it through the day you know my husband travels as a nature photographer so my questions are oh, always what did you eat what did the people do how do the mothers carry their children you know that's <laughs> what I want to know about anywhere and the truth is archaeology we think of it as you know, finding bones or dinosaur bones, but they're piecing together how people live. They're looking at the cutlery and they're looking at the dishes and they're looking at how the the homes were set up. So it's a a very similar um, curiosity. So I I really felt connected to it. I think it's probably because you don't hear a lot about that in the news. What you hear is they uncovered an old dinosaur bone or something, you know, an old animal that they didn't know existed. But you don't hear about them uncovering uh, plates or uh, utensils or, or everyday well, things will like say, that. Well, I I remember reading recently, and I sent it to the producer right away, that they'd uncovered a settlement in Alaska that they thought had been people who had been shipwrecked. Oh. And you hear that, you think, well, that's me. You don't that's think, cool. oh, archaeologists uncovered it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, you, You're missing that piece. You think, oh, the newspaper did it. No, they didn't. The archaeologists <laughs> found it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, is science something that's big in your family, or is your, you have a son, right? I do have a son. Is he into science or is so he more funny artsy? funny you would say that. He would like to be a scientist. <laughs> what? Oh, that's awesome. My father uh, was a chemistry major in college and oh, ended cool. up in market research for the computer industry. And my son loves math and science. So 
We'll see. I mean, he's also very funny, so I secretly hope he's going to be a writer, but maybe he'll be a science writer. <laughs> oh, see? There you go. He could right. be like a, a comedy science writer. Well, they I have shows like be? on PBS, like the Wild Kratts. Does he watch Wild Kratts? He loves Wild Kratts. And on YouTube, funny. he could create yeah. his own show. And there's, totally. one, there's somebody he watches who's – he was doing this thing where he took uh, a watermelon – a watermelon hole outside of its – shell okay and then put it inside another watermelon so it looks like this watermelon falls open oh. and i said is he a chef he said no he's a scientist and he does all these crazy things with food that's so cool isn't that fun so people really can create their own path now um i love that you also brought that up because i wanted to talk to you about how much the industry has changed um since you started working in terms of people are now becoming youtube stars people can just start making their own content they can start podcasts you know however uh whatever route they choose to go in um have you noticed that change happening? And is that ever something you want to do? Do you ever want to start creating your own YouTube channel or something like that? And you can I, say no. I do see it happening. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I do see it happening. And it's mm-hmm. interesting. When young actors ask me about breaking into the business, I say, honestly, today, if you have an idea, you put it out there yourself. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't know if they still have showcases. I don't know if you still try to find an agent in the they way do. I do. Yeah, they do. People really. I don't know how beneficial they are. I now, don't know. But, because yeah. if you really have something to say, mm-hmm. you can put it out there and create your own audience, which I think is incredible because I think there were so many talented people who couldn't find a way in, who couldn't get their voices heard. And now they can. So I think it's great. I am not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but. I think it's great for those people who do. I'm just a very different generation. I still like my privacy. I just. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I think that there is a certain type of actor or celebrity once you get to a certain level and you've been doing it long enough where you don't feel the need to constantly be posting on Instagram, doing Facebook lives, you know, and that sort of thing. You you have a level of comfort in your career. Do you think that's true? Are you Well I think it's also I think it's also personality, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really do Facebook even with my friends. I like to see what they do. I don't post. I think I'm I'm pretty much a quiet introvert. I have uh, a group of very good friends, but I, I just don't have that sort of more out there, more personality. And I think it's great for people who do. I like to see people's pictures. I like to mm-hmm. enjoy what other people do. I just don't think of it. You know, yeah, if I have a minute yeah. I sit down with a book. I would never think I'm going to take a picture of me reading a book. Wait, but reading that's a book. more that's more personality. It's not a stand I'm yeah. taking at all. No, I think no, it's no. great that people do it. It's just not my personality. I think yeah, and I think that's it's so interesting to me whenever I meet people like that cuz I have very much the ham sauce personality that I'm like, <laughs> "Where what can we take pictures of? Why aren't we taking pictures right now?" I always want to to do that, but I also do find a little. I get a little burned out. I'm like, okay, even I'm sick of seeing my selfies. <laughs> right, but it's not. Know. My husband's my husband's a photographer. He's a nature photographer, oh, yeah. and if he has my son for the morning of the day, I'll get a hundred pictures. I love it. But if I have my son for the morning, like I force myself to take some pictures, take pictures of my son to send to my husband today. But it doesn't occur to me that's not how I see the world. He sees the I world. I forget to put myself in the picture. Oh, interesting. Do you forget to do that? Do you put yourself in the picture I don't with your use husband? The camera at all? Yeah. I mean, I take pictures of my dogs. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's what I do. My dog should actually have an Instagram account because that, that's where Aww. I take pictures. But I just don't think of it. It doesn't yeah. occur to me. I, um, for a while, 
realized when my baby was little, little, it was all just me taking pictures of her and every little wonderful thing that she oh, did and every little so magic. Yummy. And I'm like, you're so tiny. And then I realized as I was sort of looking back, I have no pictures of me with her when she was teeny tiny. It was all just me behind the camera taking her picture. And that is one thing that I wish that I would have, because I was also like self-conscious as a new mom. When you have a baby, you're like, oh, I don't like the way this looks, or my I have these bags under my ideas. Everything's falling out. Yeah, you have to scoop things up and put it all away before you take a picture. But like, I just there's usually a boob out. There's (laughs) nothing. It's all very messy. It is very messy. But I'm like, I told Chris, I was like. In one of my like mommy moments, I was like, she's going to look back and wonder why I was never in any pictures. So I'm more than making up for it now. Well, you know, what my husband did that was brilliant. When we were in the hospital, he opened an email account for my son. Oh, so yeah. he writes my sons all, all these emails. And my husband Aww. travels. He's a nature photographer. So he's always writing him these long, complicated emails. And I said, I hope Jack doesn't look back and go, where is my mom? I want to go, I was taking care of you. <laughs> I was, I was very busy. I didn't have a free hand. Right? I, I had a time baby. to send you emails. I was talking to you. Well, I can tell my dad really loved me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And how old is your son? He's nine. He's nine. Oh. So he's still in that phase where he loves mommy. He needs mom time. But he's doing. he wants to be a little. He loves mommy and he wants to be independent. Yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons I did this movie is because I realized that, you know, I was lurking around his play date. So I was like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And a door would just slam. And I was like, I think it's time for him to get a little space from mommy. I think, (laughs) like, you know, I love to be with him and I love to play with his friends. Mm -hmm. And I think he was saying, okay, you got to get, you got to get a hobby. You got to get a hobby, mom. Mom, get away. (laughs) Uh, Were you pregnant when you were on a show or did did you? I was pregnant on According to Jim. Okay. And what was that experience like for you? It was great. I mean, you know, crews, people say it and it sounds so silly, but crews really are like family. And, you know, I I was so touched. the transpo guys got together and got me my um, porta crib. And I don't Aww. know why that moved me so deeply. Oh, that I is so thought, sweet. What a sweet thing that they would get together and like think the about what to get me the Teamsters. <laughs> and what about just softies? I was so I moved by that. So it was sweet. It was all these people who I'd been so close to who had seen me single to meeting my husband to, to getting married, to being pregnant oh. and having a baby. And that so, all happened while you were on According to all Jim? All happened while I was on According to wow. Jim. Wow. Yeah. Talk about like a major like life Right. It covered span. a huge part of yeah. my life. Hey, you guys. How much are you loving this interview with Courtney? She's so warm and so wonderful. And I know she has a lot more to tell you about how her life changed after having a baby and her career changed. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Motherhood in Hollywood's sponsor. Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Nudu, N-U-D-U. Nudu is a luxury skincare line, and they have a wonderful, easy, three-step process to give you a natural chemical free glow and who doesn't want that glow right I do I do so here's how the three-step process works cleanse to purify tone to balance and moisturize for that glow all the products come in a 30 day or 90 day sizes and there is a money back guarantee what 60 day money back guarantee totally worth it to try Nudu products, especially because they're all natural, no toxic chemicals in any Nudu product. Go to motherhoodinhollywood.com to find out more about Nudu products and make sure when you go to checkout, enter the code Hollywood and you'll get 20% off your order. What? That's amazing. Go right now, motherhoodinhollywood.com and click on the Nudu image to find out how you can start creating a new you. 
every time a show has come to an end for you, is it sort of a relief of like, oh, now I could take a break and go on to something else? Or do you have that feeling of like, okay, now I need to go to the next job? Where's the next job? Well, any actor will tell you that we're always convinced there's not going to be a next job. Every actor. I mean, I'm always fascinated by the people at the tippity top who say the same thing. Like, really, you? Yeah. Really, Meryl Streep? I think I heard Meryl Streep say that one time. And I was like, really? Really? (laughs) Um, The stack of scripts on your lawn tell you anything? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I've always felt I've left shows when I knew it was right to leave. And I just thought, okay, I've got to leave this door open. I really do trust my gut. It's one of the things I talk to my son about a lot. I say, well, what does your gut say? Like, if you really listen to your inner voice, what does it say? So I had faith that the right thing was going to happen. I always thought, well, if there's no next job, that's what's supposed to happen. So that's allowed me the freedom to walk away and leave and an open like space. breathe a little bit. Do you do any writing at all? I do write. So okay. that helps. That really helps in the empty spaces. I what have something else that's mine. I've written a novel and I oh. write um, sitcom writing is where I'm most comfortable. I've tried to write movies, but it's a very long form. Sitcoms are finite for me. I mm-hmm. like that. It's where I've spent the most time in my career mm-hmm. and it's the way my mind works. Now when you say you write sitcoms then, do you write like pilots and pilots. pitch them and sell and try to sell them yes. and go through that whole process? Oh wow, that's tough. That is a exciting that is something I'm learning a lot about right now. Um there's a whole other side of this business that I'm learning about because when I first moved out here I was just an actor. Just an actor, I'm gonna do improv and comedy because everyone says I'm funny and that's what I have to do. Well, years later, I'm still just doing that and I realized, wait a minute, there's a whole nother side of this business that that is there's opportunity to create in Mm -hmm. um so i think that's great and i'm always telling actors like branch out a little bit try writing try you know doing something other than just auditioning for your co-stars and you know and trying to get an agent and all that stuff exactly and also i you know kept waiting for somebody to write something in my voice and Mm -hmm. i realized i have to write something in my voice you know i want there to be more material for women i need to write it i want it to be for smart funny women I'm a smart, funny woman. I want to write some things. I yeah. don't see my friends on TV. I want them to have a place on TV. You know, I, love I really that. love to see smart, funny women. So that's what I focus on. Has there ever been a, a part you auditioned for that you didn't get that you were that saw it like air and you were like, oh, that should have been me or one of that part? Oh, so many. <laughs> I mean, so many. I have a friend who, when he sees a, a movie poster of a movie coming out, he mm-hmm. goes, he always says, oh, I auditioned for that. Fingers crossed. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard yet, but I might get it. Yeah, of course. And as an actor, as you know, you Mm -hmm. see yourself in the part. Mm -hmm. Sure. You you have to in order to audition. So, yeah, many where I thought, I was robbed. That was me. I've had parts written for me I didn't get. So then you really feel robbed. (laughs) And you're like, what's happening? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, So how have you found your, um, your family life and your son in particular, like once you became a mom, what has been the biggest um, trick to balancing it all for you? Did you have help? Did you um, just take some time away, like take a break after according to Jim? Like what's been the biggest thing that helped you balance your family and work? Well, I, you know, I have the extraordinary luxury of having choices in that I started working when I was 17. I had my son at 40. So thank God I saved some money. So I got to make choices. And I said, I, I, for a while, I didn't want to work. So I got to make that choice. And then I wanted to work a little bit. And I said, I don't want to work out of town. I don't want to do single camera episodic. I don't want to. So Mm -hmm. basically, I said, I don't want to work. I don't want to be a cast regular. 
And my husband said, well, basically, you don't want to work. I said, no, I'd like to be a recurring guest star on a sitcom. Yeah. And then Two and a Half Men happened, which was perfect. <laughs> such a miracle. So, yeah. you know, I worked about 10 or 11 weeks a year. And the hours are so humane. It was in, you know, yeah. the 10th year. They, they worked I think a few that's hours why so many movie people are coming to TV now, don't you think, is because all that they realize, hey, wait a minute, these hours in television are are pretty good. And Well, I think the material is different, too. I mean, there are still the shows that do single camera 22 a year, and that's 10 months a year, 14 hours a day. That's really hard. That's people yeah. do it, and I think it's if that's what you want to do and you can make it work, I think that's great. For me... I knew I wouldn't be happy, so I knew that wasn't an option for me. But shows, there are shows that do 10 episodes, so that's a finite period of time. There Mm -hmm. are shows that are web series. There are so many options now. So I was able to say what I didn't want to do, and I lucked into Two and a Half Men, and I also said no to a lot of things because Mm -hmm. I thought I knew that I wouldn't be happy if I didn't see my son during the week because he's the only one I get and it's a short period of time and that was it for me. Yeah. So those are the choices I made. Um, and it is unfortunate where, I know you talk about it's so great, it is great to have choices, but it's unfortunate there are so many women who don't have the luxury of that they have to go back to work of after course, a few weeks and all course. that stuff. And um, I feel very lucky that because I was an actor, and Lord knows it was like years between jobs or months or whatever it might be, I got to be at home with my daughter when she was at her tiniest. And something changed in me to where I didn't want to be at work all the time. And, you know, I have another job, a a real job. But I didn't want to be there all the time. I wanted to be with her. So I felt like my focus changed a little bit, too. Do you feel like that happened with you? Um... I, I just I just knew that it didn't feel right to me to travel or work full time. I and, and plus I liked it. For me it was a novelty. Remember, I, I'd been working since I was seventeen full time. So yeah. for me to do the school drop up and school pickup was exciting for me. I mean mm-hmm. I, I have friends who have kids and they work full time and it's great and the kids are great and they love to see mommy work. I want Jack to see me work. I think it's important, especially as a mom. I want him to see, oh, women get up and work and women hold up half the sky. And I could tell him that I held up half the sky financially. But what he knew was that I was home all the time taking care of him. So I've tried to find that balance, not just for me, because that's a part of me that I want to honor. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm an actor. I do have a career. I I do have skills. I really want him to see it and I realized, you know, when I went back to work at, according to Jim, I still had a couple years on my contract after he was born. And the first day back at work, I was sitting on the floor of my closet sobbing, saying, don't make me go. Don't make me go. My husband said, and I was taking my son with me. So, I mean, I was spoiled, but I understand the pain. He said, go. If it doesn't work, we'll figure something out. And I went, and Jack was with me, and he was fine. And he liked being around the people, and I liked being at work. And it stretched us both, and I thought, oh, this was good for both of us. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to change, but I I really think it was healthy for me to work. It was healthy for him to see me work. It was healthy for both of us to get out of the house. (laughs) Just like get out of the house. We hadn't been out of the house yet. Oh, no. Was it hard for you when he was born to, like, sort of step back into the world and start going places? Oh, I didn't. When he was 18 months old, my girlfriend said, you have to stop saying you have a newborn at home and you can't go out. (gasps) Like, I hadn't gone to girls' night. I've had a weekly girls' night for 20 years, and I couldn't. I do have a newborn at home. Like, you do not have a newborn at home. I did leave him home with daddy. And, uh, yeah. of course, my husband is thrilled. He gets him to He's himself like, one yeah. night a week. But but I couldn't. I couldn't. So my – I think I think in hindsight it was probably um, 
some form of uh, what do you call it? Postpartum. When, post, some yeah. form of postpartum mm-hmm. where some people can't bond. Yeah. I overbonded and I couldn't let go. Separate. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine him being a friend anywhere who's, who's without like me. That. Yeah, I, it's really hard because you go sort of one extreme to the other where you just don't want to leave them. You're having so much fun and they're so tiny and you don't want anything to happen to them. You have all of these feelings and hormones that are going a little crazy in your body. So, no, I totally understand that. Yeah, so I couldn't so I couldn't leave him. And I would sit there and I would watch on TV and people would be going to coffee. And I was like, so you get to just go to coffee whenever you want. Because I couldn't stand to leave him. And, and he, wasn't, he wasn't one of those babies that you could just put in a carrier and he'd mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. You know, he just, he wasn't. So... Anyway, in the end, it all worked out. But that first year, I think, is hard for everybody. Yes. It's hard. It is hard. And it is um, – I always try to encourage people, if it's infinitely better if you can get a friend to come over and just maybe play with your baby just a little That's bit so I you say. can shower. Go go get a cup of coffee, something, even if it's just half an hour at first, like little baby steps, literally baby steps, um, to try to kind of reintegrate yourself back into the world. For some women, it's not hard at all. They just go, okay, great, you know, let's yes. let's go back to work. Everything's fine. But for some women, it really is a process and a challenge. So. Yeah, I needed. I kept saying, you know, to my husband, you have to do it. You have to do it. And he said, I don't want to do it. I need time, too. And so we hired somebody at first for three hours a day. It's great. Yeah. And I was home. I didn't go anywhere at first, mm-hmm. but I could go to my room. And I didn't have to worry about him. And it felt like I was losing a limb. But I was like, oh, I could go talk on the phone. I could take a bath. And then yeah. eventually I'd go to the market. I, I saw a card. I sent it to a friend for Mother's Day. It said, you know you're a mom if going to the market by yourself feels like a vacation. No, totally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The that's first so time true. I was in the market by myself, I thought, oh, my God, I'm in a nightclub. Yes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I love – no, that's so true because you walk around and you're like, I can, p- I can pick something up. I can look at it and then I can put it back and I can go and look at something else. And, like, yes. oh, it is the best feeling in the world. Yes. Yeah, I totally understand that. Your husband sounds amazing too. He is. And how long have you guys been married? Uh, married 10 years together, 13. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's so exciting. Um, he sounds like he's been, like, wonderfully supportive and everything. So how has that been? Like, you have this great little family unit. Uh, how has it been? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's 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 very sweet. You know, it was interesting when I went back to work to do this um, Hallmark movie. It's the first time I've worked out of town since Jack was born. I tried once when he was 18 months old and brought him with me and... It was a nightmare. Don't try to take your 18-month-old out of town and think oh, you're going to be working. No. It was. Oh no! It was just. I was so tired. A girlfriend of mine said, "Yeah, remember I came to visit you and my brought my nephew and my my sister and we were were extras in a scene." I was like, "I don't remember anything. <laughs> I was so sleep deprived. I don't. I didn't. I don't remember you being there. Yeah. So funny. Um, but this time, uh, my husband came for the first week with my son, and they, they went skiing in, in Whistler for a week, and then they left. And for two weeks, I was up there just working and sleeping, wow. which I haven't had that life since my son was born. Yeah. And my husband loved to have my son to himself. I mean, he sent me pictures. I said, you look like your face is going to explode. You're so happy. Cause I realized, because my husband travels, I get my son to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I get mommy and son time all the time and he never gets it because we're he's gone or it's the three of us. So he never got that time. So it was a gift for everybody. And Jack got to see that he was fine yeah. when I was gone, that he got to have this great bond with daddy. It, it was so extraordinary. And I think it was it was really good timing. 
Good. Yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. Um, um, tell me what quickly, what else do you have? Do you have anything else in the pipeline coming up besides the Hallmark movie that we should be on the lookout for? No, no. This is my uh, touching my toe in, and I really, really liked it. So hopefully we'll do more. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, so I want to remind everybody again, really quickly, Sight Unseen, an Emma Fielding mystery. It's coming out on um, this Sunday, actually. And I think it's Sunday the 4th. Yes, right? June yeah. 4th. Okay. Um, I was like, what day is it again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's uh, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Courtney Thornsmith, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have been so lovely. I really appreciate you taking the time to come by. Uh, okay, you guys, I'm going to put all this information up uh, on motherhoodandhollywood.com. I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Balls.